0: Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin-Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it hey 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 what's up guys how are you today i pray all is well and that this message hits you where you at where you need it the most i believe that you are not here by accident nor by happenstance i say that all the time i believe that you are here on assignment god has a word for you out there It may not be the word that I I released in the first five minutes, not in the first ten minutes, but somewhere online in this message, baby, it's going to be a word for you. And and I pray that you hear those with ears hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church, that you receive exactly what you needed to hear and the way you needed to hear it. I pray that God shows up in this message, the time that we have together. And that the message that is released produces good fruit in your life. This is my prayer, y'all. In Jesus' name, I pray. And the church says, "What, y'all? Amen. Amen. Amen." <laughs> I'm thinking about you know what. Let me stay focused, y'all. Cause it's, it's a show. Now I don't know. Um, I I I seize uh, on sometimes the the anal- the analytics. That there are different age groups that follow me. And so I thank you guys, men and women. I so appreciate your love. And I appreciate you being serious about your healing. You being serious about God reviving an area in your life. You being serious about going after your promise. Your promised land that God has for you. And so you're willing to put in that work. So that you can be the agent of revival needed in the earth. To go out and make other disciples. To be that kingdom ambassador in the earth. That represents Jesus in every way being salt and light. In every door you walk into, every room you enter into, every conversation you have. This is my prayer my hope for you guys. Um, But it makes me think about this show called Amen. And I know y'all like a show called Amen because I know some of y'all in other countries. And I've heard that show before. But I believe if you Google it, you'll find it. Um, What was his name? I can't even think of the guy's name, but the, the same guy who played George Jefferson on the Jeffersons also had another show called Amen. And he was a deacon of the church. <laughs> and baby, he had some ways about him. But one thing that was certain within the, the show that I remember, because I ain't seen it. Actually, no, I ain't going to say I ain't seen it in years. I ain't seen it in a couple of months. I had stumbled upon a, a, a um channel on the the cable box or whatever one day and it was playing amen and i was like what? i ain't seen this show in a minute and then i actually also found it on this app called Two B T U B I app i uh i saw it on there as well um and, and i'm just thinking of the song i wish i could think of like the actual words i'm just thinking of the beat and i remember shine on me shine on me <laughs> And you would see him doing his dance and his walk. And he even like stops to play double dutch with some of the girls and jump roll. It's it's a good show, guys. Um about just you know church and, and the deacon in the church, and there's also a pastor and his daughter who becomes the pastor's wife. And it, it's it's just good. The um the deacon's daughter becomes the pastor's wife. It's a good show. Go check it out from back in I think the eighties or the nineties. Um, anywho. But what you see in the show is similar to our message today about putting what you want out. I talked before on dysfunction junction and how God has you or allows you to see dysfunction in an area and your Study complaining about it and wondering who gonna fix it and God says problem meets solution I've given you the solution I put the solution in you and you may not be able to identify that solution just yet but this is why you got to tap into the father and get that wisdom knowledge and understanding from God to say okay God I see this problem this problem keeps bothering me I want to see something different out of it so what do I put in you get what you put in and if you don't put in nothing, then don't be surprised when you get nothing. Hello, somebody. You want something to change. you want to stop seeing a dysfunction in a particular area, and what I mean by dysfunction doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be um like argumentative or um or or negative or nasty. It could just be dysfunction in terms of chaos there's there's a, a way that's not functioning in the appropriate way that it should be. And so God is saying today that I've I've presented you with the solution. Some of you out there, um, I've heard that uh, follow this podcast are in the entertainment industry. There is no coincidence that you're here, and God has a solution that needs to be birthed through you. You see the problem. You you see how um staff are treated on certain shows or on certain movies, you see how um how the music industry is, you see how. Um how certain people operate. And instead of complaining about how these people are and joining others that will join in with you in complaining, because I heard a saying called Misery Loves Company, and I don't fully, you know, believe in that, but I do understand the construct of it, which is saying that miserable people who want to complain will love to find other miserable people who love to complain. Don't be that person that's just sitting there complaining about a problem. You see the problem, be the solution. Put in what you want out of it. Invest, basically. You want to see change, invest in the change. Be the change you want to see in the world. This is why God says through me to you, is why he gave me the ministry, you are meant to be revived first before you can go out and be an agent of revival. That means God wants to transform you first. And do a new working in you mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, in you, fiscally, even I mean, financially, excuse me, even God wants to do a new thing in you. So then you will have the power and the authority needed to go out and make other disciples, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ through your story and your life and giving them the knowledge and tools and insight that he gave you. But he can't use you if you're not willing to invest. That doesn't just mean invest in others, invest in yourself first. Are you going to put in what you need out? Because if you don't want to do that work and you think the Holy Spirit is going to just be a genie in the bottle. God going to just let you rub them the right way. <laughs> and then he going to pop out in, in a blue outfit and say, you ain't never had a like me. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> baby. <laughs> God says, no, baby, that ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't it. I'm not going to operate in that way, but I do have a solution to every problem. Um, I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to paraphrase this vision God gave me that talks about this message because uh, it's a lot in the vision and a lot of it is personal things that I hear God saying, don't release that yet, but I will share this part of the vision with you. Um, God showed me a vision and I was in a room with angels. And I knew the presence of God was there, and I was in this room with angels. And when I walked into the room before, I, you know, before I ent- entered into the room, I had to walk in, of course. And I walk into the room, and I see the angels. It's like there's a table set up, and um, there's like two angels sitting at the table, and one is is uh stacking up and lining out the papers it's like big thick um packets and folders and on top of them are assignments on top of them are um in in big letters and even like a picture is assignments and on and, and and each assignment said things like famine, said things like um, homelessness, said things like orphans and widows. These were assignments. And if you read your Bible and know anything about your Bible, you know that Jesus and, and God talks all the time about this, the sacrifice that he wants. He even says it in Isaiah, that this is what I want you to do. Take care of these people. Take care of these issues in the land. And so the angels, you know, long story short. In the vision, um, the angels was like, "Who can I give these assignments to?" And and so I step up and say, "You know, me. You know, like I'll take the assignment." But and there's other people that that are there with me in the room that are saying, "Yes, I'll take the assignment as well." And God's saying to you today, "I have an assignment." for you i want you to be my kingdom ambassador i i have a host of angels that are going to go with you and back you they have assignments they want to give through give um to you to get through you to give god glory but he needs you to be willing to partner with him Be willing to put in what you want out. You see these problems in the world and instead of complaining about it or talking about it or pretending like you don't see it and ignoring it, God says, I want you to partner with me so that you can be the solution in the earth. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be able to solve every single problem that comes along your path. It just means that if you partner with the father, you can do your part in the field because there are other people, like I said, in that vision, there were other people in the room with me. That God said, who can I get this assignment to? So I wasn't the only one there. And just like you, you're not the only one that's going to be there. But God says, can I work with you? Will you follow me and do the work I'm telling you to do? And the way I'm telling you to do it and the way and the way, excuse me, God tells you to show up will not be the same way that God tells somebody else to show up. Even if you guys have the same talent, I use I use this example before and I will use it again two people that know how to write creatively but one person goes the path of writing plays and the other goes the path of writing um movies same ability to write creatively but it's used in different avenues and so God says don't worry about how many people you view that have a similar talent as you they don't have the gifting and the anointing that you have and so he wants to put into you what he wants to see out into the earth. And he wants you to partner with him to do your part in the assignment. There are people waiting on you to get into position. I know, I know you may feel like, Well, that's a lot of pressure. I'm not trying to press you, baby. But I'm trying to put a fire up under you so that you get going. Because God is saying today, no longer in this season. If you see that the world is, is more and more chaotic. There are more and more problems arising. And God is saying today, while you're sitting here trying to focus on who you're going to vote for, God says, I'm voting for you to step up to the plate and do what I'm telling you to do. Don't look for somebody else to solve the problem. You are the problem solver. Step up to the plate. You want to see something different? Step up. I remember when God gave me um, this, uh, this ministry idea. This was back in February 2018. And, um, and I remember looking for other Christian ministries. I like, that were what God was telling me to do. And, and I went out cause, cause the first thought was like, God put it in me of like Christian fellowship, you know, build a Christian community. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, let me go look. <laughs> cause I didn't want to do it. Let me go look and see what some, you know, find some, uh, some communities, whatever. Maybe God want me. That's what God must mean. He want me to just get involved in that way of, um, just being supportive. And so I'll play a supporting role and I'll get involved. And God was saying to me, no, which he eventually did make it very clear. No, I called you to start it. Not for you to go find it in somebody else. That's why you can't find it in nobody else because I placed it in you. And I'm, I tell you guys this because God doesn't with meet with it first. And I'm here to pour into you. God's saying today, I put it in you. You're looking for the answer, but I put it in you. You see the problem, you see the chaos, you see the dysfunction, I put it in you. And so, let's go into the scripture real quick. Um, go with me to um, 2 Kings chapter 4. Second Kings chapter four, starting at the, um, you know, let's start at the first verse and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. and So it reads one day, the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, my husband who served you is dead. And you know how he feared the Lord, but now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help you? Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Now, some of you right here probably like, I've heard this story before. It's a story that's told many times before, but I want to give you a different take on it today. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all, except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elisha said, Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it's filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, Now sell the olive oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live off what is left over. Okay, now let's take this practical example and use it for a spiritual principle. Shall we? God is saying today, many of you out there are empty. You are empty. And God wants to fill you up. You are the empty vessel in this point. And you may say, well, there aren't there enough vessels that are being filled? Meaning, aren't there enough vessels, God, that are already working in that department, working in that field, being the manager, being the supervisor, being the lead doctor, being the surgeon, being the pastor, being the preacher, being the evangelist, being the whatever fill you fill in the blank of what you are or what God's calling you to do. And you're saying, God, is not there are already people doing that? And God's saying, yes, and I filled them, but there are still some empty jars left, meaning there's some empty vessels left. And I want to fill some more people up. I want to fill you up as one of those people so that you can then go out and be productive in in the environment, in the field I have for you. So that you can be a blessing to somebody else. Because though it's not stated in this text, think about it in terms of our local farmers markets. A person is at home, they create a concoction of some sort and they go to the local farmer's market and they sell it. That product then goes to that person's house who bought it, who purchased it and they are blessed, aka they get to enjoy what, la- what labored somebody else to do. God says, you are the vessel I'm trying to fill and use in the earth. And I'm going to use you for my glory so that the people you come in contact with you are able to be salt and light to them. They are then able to take what they receive from you and they're able to be blessed by it, digest it, and then regurgitate it back to others. Share it with others, basically. What you put in them. I can't say how many times I've heard from people who I don't even know who are like, Oh, hey, somebody such and such told me about you or about your um, podcast or your ministry. And I just wanted to connect. I just wanted to share with you. Um, or, I, or, or, or somebody sent it to me and, and I listened to it. And man, it was such a blessing. Thank you so much for your seed. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for encouraging us with this word. Thank you so much that you didn't give up. Because it's easy to give up. It's harder to keep going. But I had to understand that even in my wilderness season, I had to be willing to put in what I wanted out. So when God was saying to put in that work, put in the seed, put it in the ground of developing and building a Christian um, fellowship, a Christian community and a Christian ministry, I had to be obedient and of course tap in with him because you need instruction from him. He may give you the word or the, um, the puzzle box. But you need to go to the father because you can't try to figure out the jigsaw puzzle of your life and put it together. You need to go to the father and say, okay, God, what is the wisdom and the strategy on how to do this? I'll give you an example. Um, During my wilderness season, I talked about it before, um, I got hit with sickness. Uh, Just like Job in the Bible, I got hit with some severe sickness. I had never been that sick in my life and I was struggling to stay alive. Like literally doctors were telling me that you're not gonna make it. You're gonna die. Like this is the end. There's nothing else that we can do for you. And so I remember just feeling defeated and feeling like okay God is the end. And and I thank God that I had some prayer warriors in my in in my um in my bag and that, that were around me. That they were praying for me and would encourage me. And they knew how to go to God on my behalf when I didn't have the strength to pray. And what I started to realize was I can't just stay in this bed and be sick. I can't just stay in this pit and be defeated. I can't just stay here. You're telling me I'm not going to make it out. I'm not going to leave this hospital alive. I can't just stay in that and listen to that mess. I can't just believe your report. Because you're a man. But my God is saying I'm going to live. And so what report. What outweighs the other. Oh the report of God. And so I realized I couldn't stay there. And so I had to work at it. See I didn't just get to this point. Of being able to work out every day. um, Right after being sick. Even that was a process. Between 2017. To 2022. I dealt with. Health problem after health problem after health problem. The enemy tried to take me out every chance he can get y'all. And in that moment, in, in, throughout that season, I had to keep at it. I had to keep pushing through. I thank God for his gracious on my life because I had to not let it stop there. And you may say, okay, well, how did you do that? For those out there maybe dealing with sickness right now, I'll give you this example. Or this this strategy, rather. So, if I was in the hospital bed, the times I was in the hospital, I would read my Bible, for one. If I felt too exhausted to read the Bible, the Bible app that I use called Version, um... I would play the Bible app. It has a, a feature on there um, where you can just play it and it'll read it back to you. And so I would play it and listen. I would stretch my faith to believe it. That I, that my healing was mine in Jesus' name. I would get out the bed. Now, I ain't going to tell you how many times the, the doctors a panic. I'm like, no, no, you can't get out the bed. No, no, you can't. You cannot move by yourself. Just call us. I didn't listen to that. And 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 again, ask God for strategy. Now I'm just giving you guys some tips and an example, but don't be like, "Well, well Andrea said do this," and you got to ask God for the grace He's giving you and the strategy He's giving you on how to run at your pace. So for me, because I believed that my God was stronger and that my body, my willpower was stronger than this. I kept saying God's word, and I said, "God, this can't be it." And so I would get up and move. And sometimes I get a little weak. Sometimes I might almost about to fall. And I thank God that each time I was about to fall, there was a nurse, a doctor, somebody to catch me. That that was God there, because sometimes they weren't even in the room. Now, of course, we know you know in hospitals, an alert would go off when you. um, Move or your heart rate goes up or whatever, and so they'll come in. But then there's sometimes where they don't. I've been, you know, sick enough to know that there's sometimes where they 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 will ignore the alert button or the call button going off. And but anyway, but so what I would do is I would get up, and even if it meant walking to the bathroom, I was active that day. And you may say, well, that's it. You just walked to the bathroom. Well, they didn't want me to walk to the bathroom. And, and think about it, like, the bathroom isn't that far in most hospital rooms. But it still is really far when you are weak and can barely walk. When you are lightheaded because your oxygen levels are low. But it didn't matter to me. I would pull the oxygen tank or cord or whatever, and, and I would walk. As best I could. And, and that would be a, a, um, a triumph for me. Because I at least made it to the bathroom sometimes i might just get up and make the bed and then get back in the bed or walk around the hospital bed to the other side now granted i'm in the bed i can just turn over but i said you know what let me just walk, stretch my legs a little bit then when i came home i would do small stuff in the house that would help me maybe i couldn't get out the bed but what i could do is if i had you know enough strength excuse me i would lift my arms over my head. And at least do some stretches. So I might be laying on the bed. But I'm at least trying to stretch my arms. I would lift my legs up. I would do some Pilates moves. And some some um, different stretches that I could do. To at least get my muscles and, and, and bones to stay limber. To stay flexible. Sometimes I might get out the bed. And just try to stretch to the ceiling. And then maybe try to bend over to the floor. And I might fall back on the bed, but then I don't let that stop me because I would just sit on the bed and then bend over to the floor from the bed. I would do whatever little thing I could do because I was determined to get healthier. I was determined to get better. I was determined to see God's miracle working sign as says in Isaiah 53 verse 5 that because he was crucified on the cross, I'm healed in Jesus name. So I did the work and I made my faith. I put in what I wanted to see out. I made my faith work for me. And now I'm at a point, thank God, where I'm actually going out to the gym now and going out on trails and parks and hiking and whatnot. I couldn't walk before, y'all, but now I can. Why? Because I took what little I could do at that point and I put in what I wanted to see the outcome of. I knew I wanted to see change. I knew I wanted things to be different. And so I did the work little by little, whatever I could do. And that little bit, little bit built up. God's saying the same thing to you today. There's an empty vessel. Either you are the empty vessel or there's a part of your life that's empty. And he wants to fill it up so that it can be used to bless other people. But will you allow God to fill it up so that other people can get the blessing Will you put in what you want out, what you want to see in the world, the change you want to see in your environment, in your home, in your marriage, with your children, with your family, with your friends, with your co-workers and loved ones? It starts with you. It's not God not going to work on everybody else without dealing with you first. I don't care if they're the ones that was wrong. God says, but I got to still deal with you on something. And it isn't all bad, either, that God may deal with you on something. But he, but he disciplines his children. And that discipline could be, okay, you're pointing the finger and pointing out somebody's speck. But you got to log in your eye in some some area. That's Matthew 7, um, verse 1 and 2. You got to log in your eye in some area. There's some area of your life that you're neglecting and you're not letting God in. And he said, I'm trying to fill that area. I'm trying to fill that void. I'm trying to clear." clarify your vision for you in that area so that you can be operating in total and complete health and wholeness but you won't allow me to do the work and you won't partner with the holy spirit to do the work in you but then you're mad that you're not seeing the change you want to see you got to partner with the holy spirit and do your part god gonna do his part but it takes you doing your part So gonna take me to my last scripture which is another famous one that everybody knows It's John chapter 2. This is the wedding at Cana. As most people know it, it's um, when Jesus does. It's considered the first miracle that Jesus has ever done. And again, reading from the New Living Translation, it says, The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem. Jesus replied, my time has not yet come. But his mother told the servant, do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where that come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. Yo, yo, stop, stop. Come here, come here. A host always serves the best wine first, he says. Then when everyone has had a lot to drink, <laughs> he brings out the less expensive wine. But oh my goodness, you have kept the best wine until now. The miracu- this miraculous sign at Canaan in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed His glory, and disciples believed in Him. Okay, so what we see in this message is that even in this moment, Jesus had a choice: Do I step up to the plate and put in what I want to see out, or not? You may say, "Well, how?" Because in that time, if the wine stopped flowing, it messed up the entire party. I mean, it's funny I'm saying in that time. It's kind of like today, <laughs> you know, people that drink. When the alcohol done, people done having fun, okay? And so it's the same thing in this moment. When the alcohol was done, and they would have wedding festivities for um, days, sometimes weeks on end. It wouldn't just be a one-day celebration at a wedding as we see today. So, for the wine to run out was a really big deal, and that meant that first of all, it would disgrace the host of the wedding, which could be either the a lot of times was the bride, um, the bride's family, but sometimes it'd be the groom's family. But it was a disgrace to them if the wine ran out. It's almost like if the food runs out at the party, and you know you got more people coming, and it's like, what we gonna do? Now, most people might say, well, I don't care. They better eat on their way. But a good hostess <laughs> would be panicking about that. Like, oh, my gosh, we got more people coming and the food has run out. What are we going to do? And so Jesus had a choice to make. Do I want to see this, this um, family disgraced because they ran out of supply at their own party? Do I want to see the caterers disgraced? Because they did not ration out how much was going to need be needed for the party? Do I want to see the party end? And everybody who's having a good time and are smiling and laughing and giving glory, honor, and praise to God? Do I want to see this end all because they ran out? The vessels were dry. Or would I do my part and fill up the vessels? And Jesus decided to fill up the vessels. Even though, like he said, it wasn't his time yet. But he still saw a problem and realized that he was the solution to the problem. And he stepped up to the plate. And God is saying the same thing to you today. He said the same thing to me. Time and time again. Will you step up to the plate? Will you be that kingdom ambassador that he wants you to be in the earth? He has more he wants to pour into you and more he wants to flow out of you. So that others will be blessed. So that others will be able to celebrate. The goodness of Jesus Christ. But he cannot use you if you are unwilling to be filled. Let God fill your empty vessels. Let God fill your empty spaces. Let God fill you up with purpose. Light. And salt. Joy and peace. So that when you go out into the earth. When you go out into the field. When you go out into whatever industry that he has in store for you. You will be exactly what they needed because you will be the answer to a prayer. Put in y'all what you want out. So may Lord bless you and keep you because face is shining upon you. May Lord of God be gracious to you. Show you his favor and give you shalom. Give you his peace. Take care. Bye now. Oh, and if you haven't been following me on youtube and instagram make sure you go and um follow me on those i am at andrea griffin rogers i release different content than i do on this podcast and if you feel so led to sow a seed to the ministry check out the links in the description right now i am on um venmo and cash app there are going to be more um to come but for right now you can find me on venmo and cash app And Andrea Griffin Rogers, if God uh, placed it on your heart to sow a seed into this ministry, know that your seed is going to produce a harvest. And so I want to thank you so much in advance for your tithe. Take care. Bye now.